This program is brought to you by Bible Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. Thank you for joining us today here on Coffee with Zach and Russ. Hello again with you. I want to welcome you back to the podcast Coffee with Zach and Russ. We appreciate you being here with us uh, this morning or this afternoon, whatever time it may be that you're listening. Appreciate Brother Zach being here with me today. Always glad for him to come over and to visit with me and be able to sit down here in our quote-unquote studio slash office and drink some coffee and be able to spend some time together. Uh, he had a, a, an idea for us to discuss, looking at the idea of, uh, is God's word precious to you? Uh, which is a very good question. Um, we've talked about this at some length before and then here recently in, in, a, in a meeting with some local preachers that get together. And so uh, we're going to discuss that some more today. So I'm going to uh, let him get us started here as we look at this topic of, is God's word precious to you? If you have your Bibles, you can look there at First uh, Samuel chapter three and verse number one. And I, I did this at a lesson over at Park Street where I preach, and it's kind of where this idea came from. But I was reading through the book of First Samuel and came to chapter three, and I read verse number one. And there the Bible reads, "And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision." I, I got to thinking about that statement. The word of the Lord was precious. The idea there of precious just simply being valuable, prized, rare, splendid, or costly. Uh, you might even define it as something of great value. I thought this was an interesting definition, even from our English dictionary. Uh, not to be wasted or treated carelessly. You, you think about the word of God. Is it valuable? Is it precious? And as we'll uh, talk throughout the podcast today, you know, there are several things that, A, would make it precious, but, you know, also when we understand how valuable it is, how precious it is, it requires a response. You know, I've told, you know, people before, you know, there are some things uh, that are valuable to, to others that maybe aren't valuable to me. And so, you can see what's valuable to a person based upon how they treat it, based upon uh, how they react to it. And, you know, we have a a beautiful, a wonderful thing that God has given to us, and that his, that is his word. And so we have to ask the question, is it precious to us? Is it valuable to us? You know, I think that's a good point that, <clears throat> like you said, they're not just precious, but is it valuable? You know, we... We have a way at times, I think when I say we, I mean everyone, including myself, that if we're not careful, we forget some fundamental things, which is something we'll talk about next time. But um, And I think forgetting how precious and how important and how uh, valuable God's Word is, is, is one of those things. You know, we can get caught up and when, when things are not going well, we're having stressful times in our life for whatever reason, we can forget that how precious and how important God's word is, how valuable it is. We can open up his word and we can look at how others dealt with times of great distress. You know, uh, we look at the Psalms, for, in, for instance, where we find David praying to God, calling out to him in times of distress. And we find every single time that God was there replying to his to His pleas. Even at times when when, when David would say things, you know, you know, why are you far from me? Which is not 
it's not accurate in the sense that God is actually far from him, but it felt that way because sometimes during difficult times we may feel like God is not there. But I think many times that is in reality just a tool of our of our enemy, the devil himself, and not really what reality is. I think Job dealt with that quite a bit well thanks to his so-called friends. But going back to what we're talking about here, this idea of God's word being precious, you know, what is important to us is going to be precious to us. You know, my my wife, my daughter are important to me, so they are therefore precious to us. You know, we hear people say sometimes, you know, drive safely, you have precious cargo. Uh, what I mean is you're, who's riding with you is important. And God's word should be viewed, I uh, think, that same way. You know, I think about how precious or how valuable the word of God is. And there, there's several things that I think about. But, you know, the Bible answers every question that man has ever had and that goes to the value you know you can look throughout history at, at different uh different times and different cultures and, and man ha- has always wanted to know well where have i come from why am i here and where am i going well you know the bible answers all three of those questions i think about peter there uh in second peter chapter one and verse number three that says uh we have all things that pertain unto life and godliness. God has blessed us with all things that pertain unto life and godliness. And so knowing that we have all things that pertain unto godliness, knowing that we have uh, truth. You know, Jesus would say in John chapter 8, verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Uh, He tells us what truth is in John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. And so the word of God should be precious to us. The word of God uh, should be valuable to us because of all the things that it ultimately does for us. And if you go back to 1 Samuel, uh, where we open this podcast with, you can see uh, how valuable the word of the Lord uh, was to Samuel. I mean, there's a couple passages that stick out in my mind that show the value of the word. But verse number 19 of 1 Samuel chapter 3, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And so every word that Samuel could get from God, he kept it. Uh, He listened to it. He uh, obeyed it. Similar to what James would say in James chapter 1, verse number uh, number 25, whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, uh, this man will be blessed uh, in his deeds. But Samuel understood the value of God's word because he wasn't going to let any of it you know, fall to the ground. So many people today, they want to pick and choose uh, out of God's word. Uh, But Samuel, he wasn't going to let any of it fall to the ground. And just a few verses later in 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, in verse number 21, and the Lord appeared again into Shiloh for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel. Now notice this, in Shiloh by the word of God. You know, that's a big question today too. People want to know, well, how does God reveal himself? How does God uh, make himself known? Mm-hmm. Well, it's through his word. And really, when you think about it, that answer has never changed. It's always uh, been through the written word. If you have your Bible, go read Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Yeah. You know, and, you know, we think about the precious word and and how the people we find here, and like you said here in First Samuel, uh, how they treat it and how we are to treat it today. You know, we fail to realize that, God's word, either we believe God's word applies to every area of our lives 
or we don't. You know, I was teaching a class, I was filming for a last uh, on Wednesday, and I asked the question is, you know, do we believe that God's word applies to every area of our lives? And like we have sometimes, no one said anything, and I kind of looked and I said, do we believe that? And yes, yes, yes. Um, and we should. Because and because God's word applies to every every area of our lives. Uh, you know, you ever ask someone a question and they say, you know, in honesty, well, I'm not sure what the answer is to that. You know, God's word never does that. It always has the answer. It always has you know the the proper response to whatever it is we may be encountering. But if we don't treat God's word as being precious and valuable, we're not going to benefit from it. You know, if we treat God's Word as if it's just some book that we keep on the shelf uh, until the preacher comes over and they bring it out, put it on the coffee table, so it looks like we actually use it, if that's how we treat it, um, you know, that's, that's a point that uh, Zach used earlier today. Um, well, it needs to be more than just a decoration. It needs to be a part of who we are. doesn't mean we're not going to fail at times and commit sin and and have a need to confess those things, but it needs to be a part of who we are. You know, when... when uh, Moses says there in Deuteronomy about how we are to write those things on our heart. Uh, and that's how we are. It is precious. We write it on our heart. We remember things that, that are important to us. I know my wife's birthday. I know her anniversary date. I know my child's birthday. You know, those kinds of things. Because they are important to me. But how well do we know God's Word? I'm not saying we have to memorize the entire Word of God. I know, I've heard stories of people memorizing entire books. That's... You know, that's whatever. That's what you want to do. Go right ahead. But we do need to, we do need to know God's word enough so we can rightly handle it. Because you can memorize God's word and still don't know, and still not understand what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that we treat God's word as being important to us, not just in word but in deed. It's not a decoration, but is a book that is written on our hearts. And you know, showing that it is a book that's written in our hearts on our hearts that's a proper response to it to the things mm-hmm. that are valued you know, you know he made he made mention of you know he knows his wife's birthday and his anniversary because those things are important to him guess what i don't know i don't know his wife's birthday <laughs> i don't know what his wife's anniversary but you know what i do know i know my wife's birthday yeah i know my anniversary because those things are valuable to me those mm-hmm. things are precious to me. And, you know, I would say that you can tell if someone values the Word of God by their life. I preached at this one congregation one time in an office at the building. And so I'd go into the building, I'd work in the office, and sometimes when you sit at a desk all day, you just want to get up and walk around. And so, you know, I'd get up and I'd walk around. Well, part of my walking path is I'd walk through the auditorium, uh, up and up and down the aisle and, you know, get a few steps in that way. Well, you know, it, it surprised me at first the number of Bibles that you would see just left uh, sitting in a pew. And I realized it is the case that probably some of those individuals probably had, you know, another Bible that they used at the house. But I know some of those people, just based on their lives, that they didn't. Mm-hmm. And they didn't open those books. And they didn't apply the things that were written in those books to their life. Why? Because they weren't valuable to them. Uh, you know, I, I tell, you know, we uh, Sunday night on at Olathe, we have a, a program called Truth Seekers and trying to uh, express the importance of God's Word and various things. And we have them memorize certain things. And one little girl 
you know, she was wanting to know, well, I can't memorize this. Da, 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 da. I said, well, could you sing happy birthday? Well, yeah, I can sing happy birthday. Well, well how do you know happy birthday? Because you've memorized it. It's important to you. We can do the same thing with the word of God. And again, that that's part of our proper response. And, you know, we show that the word of God is valuable based upon uh, our actions. Mm-hmm. You know, and to flip this around and think about it, uh, another way is think about how well God knows us. You know, Christ tells us that even the hairs of our head are numbered, which is just the idea of how well God knows us. And why does it God know us so well? Because we're important to him. You know, you think about the different ways that God has shown how important we are to him. You go back to the Garden of Eden, the place that where Adam and Eve uh, would know, and actually no one else, not even their sons, just Adam and Eve, uh, would know the uh, that place of of uh, of preparedness. You know, the Bible says all I had to do was just tend the garden. I wish life was that easy. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a gardener, but if that's all I had to do, I'd figure it out. Um, but the level of degree that God went through to show how much He cares to them, there was a place designed specifically for them. Now we fast forward to us today. And I believe it's there. Uh, and John, where Christ tells us that he goes to prepare a place for us that where he is, there we may be also. Uh, why? Because we're important to him. You don't prepare a place or prepare things for people that you don't care anything about. Correct. You don't send your son, to, your only begotten son, to die on the cross if you don't care anything about these people. You know, John three sixteen for God to love the world. We read that and we try to understand, yes, how much God loves us. But it is hard to really put that into words and to understanding that deep sacrificial love. Because we are precious to him, and so his word should in turn be be precious to us. And, you know, just sitting here thinking about, you know, what you had said, you know, turning that example around to show, you know, how much God loved for us and how God valued us. I believe it's uh, there in Matthew, you know, I should have looked this up, but, you know, he poses the question, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm-hmm. And basically, the whole world yeah. uh, is not worth the value of one man's soul. And so God places a lot of value on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard one preacher say one time, you know, God loved us so much that his son gave his entire life for us. The very least we could do uh, is give our life for him. Mm-hmm. And we're willing to do that again when we come to the understanding of the value of God's word, understanding that it is the very words, the very breath of God, as Paul would write there to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter 3, uh, in verse number 16, that all scripture is given by inspiration, the very breath of God. Think about that. God, the creator, the the one that we live and move and have our being, he cared so much about us that he's like, here's my word. Here is how you need to live. Here is how you can have that home in heaven with me. All you have to do is value my word and obey it mm-hmm. and do it. And you know, there are some things that people value that they will, they'll do anything for. Mm-hmm. Well, because they value it. But then the things that they have no value, they could care less about. Mm-hmm. And you hate to see that when it comes to the Word of God, people that care so little about it uh, that they have no regard for what it says. They, they want to change what it says. Mm-hmm. 
to me, not only is that A, disrespectful to God, uh, B, is it, it's in violation of God's word, as you can see in the book of Revelation, by adding to or taking away, but it shows that you don't care mm-hmm. about the word. You know, and there's, and I was thinking about this, as you were uh, making those those wonderful points, I was thinking about how, you know, there are so many things in the Word of God that we're thankful for. You know, the things that it says, we're thankful that God has made certain promises and those certain statements encourage us. Um, one of the things I think about sometimes is how grateful I am that the Lord tells us that a life does not consist in the abundance of things that one possesses. Uh, those are the words of Christ. Uh, you know, be not deceived, right? Um, and so I'm thankful that God tells us, don't worry about trying to, don't worry about possessions, which we would say today in our modern terms, I mean, this is what the Bible is telling us, but don't worry about having the best car or the biggest and nicest home. Uh, you know, we we moved up here from a home that was built in 2003 to, to a house that's built in 1972 <laughs> uh, that has a basement. And so naturally, we can walk across the floor in a house that old, you hear creaks and groans. Sometimes they're from the floor, sometimes they're from me. But um, I'm thankful that I don't have to have a mansion. I don't have to have the best of everything. I'm also thankful that, you know, while we don't, we're told not to worry about things here in that sense that God's prepared, that Christ is preparing for us a place as described as a place where there will be mansions in a, in a figurative sense. I believe that's literal, but spiritually speaking, some other's going to be place, a dwelling place for us in heaven so we can be there with him. And, you know, I've seen a lot of nice homes and things and driving by them and being in people's nice homes and things such as that. If you have a nice home, that's wonderful. That's great. I have no problem with that. But my problem is we don't want to make that our focus or the most important thing in life. But no one is a better builder or architect um, than Christ. And, you know, while heaven is a spiritual place, I can't even begin to imagine how beautiful it is, a place that, that God has uh, or Christ has has prepared for us. You know, and I'm thankful for that. So I'll read God's word and, and and it should be precious to us because it gives us those encouraging reminders that, hey, don't worry about the physical things. Don't worry about the material things. You know, don't worry about these things that so many other, others put stock in. Just worry about being faithful to me, basically, in a nutshell, in a very, very big nutshell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And so there are certain things in the Bible. I mean, you do many things. But one of the things I think about sometimes because we're not careful, we get caught up in it is that God tells us not worry about the physical things. You know, you know, we're sitting here today, I think about, you know, I'm thankful for all the recording equipment that we do have, but we're not in a quote-unquote professional recording studio. Um, but we're very blessed and very fortunate to have what we have, and it works wonderful. And so I think about it this way, that the Lord has provided for us the things that we need. Are there certain things we'd like to have? Sure. Do we actually need them? No. And God helps us understand that what's the most important in life is not the physical side of things. And sometimes friends or even family can allow us to forget that. But one of the reasons God's word should be precious to us is that it helps us remember what's really most important. Yeah, you know, I appreciate those points so much is because, yeah, especially this time of year, right? People get, they want to get caught up in, you know, the gifts and all those things. And again, don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with receiving gifts or things of that nature. But at the end of the day, we have to take a step back and say, well, what's really important? What's really valuable? You know, you talk about uh, valuable things upon this earth. You know, 
there's value sometimes in things that we don't consider. Matter of fact, I was reading from, oh, the congregation there at Olathe. I don't know if Lee Summit gets them, but we get these publications from Apologetics Press called uh, Discovery Magazines. We mm-hmm. get, them, yeah. get them from the kids. But I I try to proofread anything that we sit out on the table. Mm-hmm. And so the latest issue come through, and it was about water. And as this particular issue opened up, he said, you know, the most one of the most valuable things we have on the planet, he said, it's not what you would think, like silver or gold or things of that nature, but he said it's water. And the reason I bring that up is because he said something, and I don't remember who the author of this particular article was, but he said, you know, we can live without gold and silver mm-hmm. and diamonds, but you cannot live without water Mm. and that took my mind to john chapter four with jesus and the woman at the well and you know he asked her for water and Mm -hmm. eventually turns the conversation to living water well we understand that the teachings the word of god is living water we can't live without it And so it should be something that should be valuable to everyone Mm -hmm. because it's in the pages of those books that show us the difference between the physical and the spiritual. But ultimately, by reading those things and obeying those things, that's how we're going to be able to stand before God on the day of judgment and say and hear those words, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You know, we sit here in this office and, you know, there's tons of books on the bookshelf. And when I sit you know, in my office back of the house, I have tons of books on the bookshelf. None of those can get me to heaven. Mm-hmm. But there is one that can. And so out of all the books that I have, my Bible is the most prized possession of them all mm-hmm. because it's what tells me what I need to do to get to heaven. Yeah, those others may be helpful in other ways, mm-hmm. but they don't <clears throat> answer what must I do to be saved. You know, you know, you make an excellent point there talking about, you know, there's certain things we can't live without, and you know the Bible and God's Word are is are things we the God's Word is what we cannot live without. You know, it reveals to us most importantly salvation, interest in the church, and then how to live faithfully and many other things. And like you said, I don't have a ton of books in my office. Zach has more than I do. Anyway, um, I'm just kidding. But to your point, they're all have they all have a different purpose and and helpful in different ways, but. None of them, apart, you know, from God's word, none of them have any value above God's word. None of them come even close to that. Um, and because, like you said, there are certain things we we can live without. We can take all the books in here away, and I still have what I need most—the Bible, God's word. You know. And so, as we get ready to close out here today, when you think about the, is God's word precious to you? And I go back to what you said originally: is it valuable? Is it important? And if it's not important to us, I think we have to realize that first, yes, we'll, we're going to admit it to ourselves. But by the time we do that, we have to realize that God already knows if his word is precious to us or not. And so what message are we sending to him? I'll let Zach make any closing comments he wants here. You know, I, I would just simply say in that, you know, it's one of those things that we have to answer those questions for ourselves that mm-hmm. to what you alluded to. Cause as I stated earlier, you know, there are some things that are important to you that aren't important to me. And there's some things that are important to me that aren't important to you. And so the value of something, you know, go along this line. You've probably heard this phrase sometimes to say the, 
that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Well, value is in the value of the person that values it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can get a $2 bill, but because of certain things, guess what? It's worth more than $2. Like I've got a quarter sitting at the house that Sarah found. It's like worth a dollar twenty-five. <laughs> so I'm holding on to that quarter till it gets two dollars, and then I'm gonna. But it's it's value. But the only reason I know it's value because I looked into it. Mm-hmm. If I wouldn't have looked into it, it wouldn't have been valuable. God's mm-hmm. word's the same. I need to look into it. Now God's word's going to be valuable whether the world looks mm-hmm. into it or not. But for it to have true valuable to true value to me, I have to look into it. And mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, and you're exactly right. Well, we're going to stop there today. I do thank you for listening today here to Coffee of Zach and Russ. As you may have noticed, we do a lesson about every two weeks. This one coming out a little bit late thanks to a glitch last week, but uh, we'll have another lesson coming out here uh, next week. I don't know what the date is on that. Um, but um, <clears throat> So we'll have two lessons here relatively close together. But we do have a lesson. We do try to have a lesson every two weeks it comes out. So while we're not weekly, it is bi-weekly. The 23rd will be on our next one. The 23rd. So right before right before you dig into all those presents, we'll have another episode out for you. And we'll be talking about really some things we sometimes forget about, some very simple things. And we'll be talking about uh, next time how uh, remembering that God loves you. So we're going to stop there today, and we hope to see you again next time. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.